We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And this is Evan Brown, Fox News reporter, joining us to talk about the Alec Murdoch trial. You could bring him up, Tim. That'd be great. Uh, good morning, Evan. Good morning. So tell us, what do we need to look for today? Well, we, we're going to see exactly whether or not the prosecution wraps up and rests their case today. There was an interesting development yesterday. Uh, as court was beginning, the judge declared that uh, the prosecutors could not bring up a secondary incident in this whole sordid saga involving Alec Murdoch, uh, and that is um, that he was, a few months after the killing of his wife and adult son, he himself was shot, I think, alongside a road, uh, and as it turns out, he paid a hitman to shoot him. Uh, and that was not going to be brought up. The judge said that that would be just a bridge too far, that it could really color the jury against him. Uh, and then in the middle of cross-examining a prosecution witness, a detective, the defense attorneys brought that up. And the judge said, well, you open the can of worms here. Now it's fair games for the prosecution. So prosecutors may try to take advantage of that today in some way, and that could, I guess, ex- uh, extend uh, their uh, – you know, their presentation of witnesses, uh, if they if they so choose. So maybe they won't rest their case today. Today, however, is the 19th day of the trial. So this is something that's going to go on for a while. Uh, and we're sort of into that whole O.J. Casey Anthony type territory with regard to spectacular trials. And just spectacular stories. I mean, this story is so yeah. crazy. Convoluted, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the trail of bodies left behind the Murdoch family, the state highway patrol troopers who say, hey, listen, this gay young man with an association with the Murdoch's son turned up dead. We believed it was a murder, not a car accident. We were not allowed to investigate the maid's dead, you know, and died from a fall in the house. Uh, you know, you've, oh, you've yeah. got the young girl who died falling off the boat. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, Evan, but I don't have friends or people I know that leave, you know, in terms of their family, leaving long trails of bodies behind them. And then you find out that this guy hired a hitman to kill him and he's stolen $8 million. I mean, this, this is just a right. crazy and story. And there's drugs involved. And yeah, I mean, obviously this is not the mark of a healthy, well-adjusted person. No. Uh, that's that's uh, for sure. Uh, and that's why it gets so much attention because people can't believe this. And and uh, there's you know there's a bit of a you know sorted uh, you know what what's the word uh, voyeurism here uh, about it as well. You know people people have become such true crime fans 
uh, that when an actual true crime happens you know, in front of them and there's a live trial going on and they can watch it in real time, they just sort of get glued to it. Um, but we, we shouldn't forget that there were real victims here uh, and um, a lot of people who have been sort of, you know, families have been left uh, torn apart by this. And, and, and it's incredibly sad. What struck you the most? What struck you struck you the most um, about yesterday's trial, uh, or you know, yesterday in the trial, uh, Evan? Just that the, the the defense attorneys would make what appears to be a, a horrible mistake on their part. That they would, after getting the judge to agree not to bring up this very incriminating thing, uh, they slip up and open the open the door. And one has to wonder if it was, in fact, a slip up. Did they really mess up here or was this intentional, uh, giving, knowing that they probably will lose the trial anyway? Uh, did they give Murdoch an avenue to appeal saying, mm-hmm. ah, my, my, my lawyers, they were horrible. They, you know, they, they screwed this up. Uh, that, that's always a possibility. Um, it's a bit nefarious. It's disingenuous, but it's still a possibility. Wouldn't put anything past uh, these people trying to get a win in this in this trial. Um, what did you think? Uh, what did? Uh, sorry, what did I? Sorry, I have this. Uh, trying to click this on my computer. Um, what did you think about that um, video with the investigator asking Murdoch if he killed his wife and his son? Well, certainly, you know, again, part of the uh, the overwhelming evidence against him that uh, that, you know, they would have this interview of, of Murdoch on video and be able to show it to the jury, uh, which, you know, goes to uh, just goes to this idea that he will likely be convicted. There is a overwhelming evidence against him. Uh, and uh, but, but one thing I have to tell you about uh, covering cases like this, and I, I covered Casey Anthony, I covered George Zimmerman, I covered a bunch of wow. big trials. You really don't know what's going to happen until after that jury comes back from deliberating. You don't know what goes on in a jury room. I've been in a jury room. I've been on a jury. Uh, you you know, people are are tasked with reading the law and and looking at the evidence and and judging based on what the law is as they are instructed by the court. But people get emotional in there. And Mm -hmm. uh, some people's emotions are very heavy uh, weighed towards the victims. And some people's emotions are are very uh, heavy towards the defendant uh, in in many ways, that they, they feel sorry for them for some reason, that they just made a bad mistake, whatever the case is. And that could sort of derail one thing or the other. Uh, so we don't really know how this turns out until that jury comes back with their verdict. And and, uh, and I'm sure it'll shock someone. He always does. That videotaped interview we're now learning led to Murdoch becoming the main suspect in the, sh- in the shooting deaths. Um, whereas if, you know, you remember before, I've been mean, for a long time, he, he wasn't. I mean, everybody was trying to find the killer. There was such a long right. trail of bodies behind this family. There's so many people who could have in revenge done this. Certainly, yes. But th- this was sort of the turning point, I think, yeah. for the investigators where they decided that this was the person who killed Mrs. Murdaugh and, uh, and and their son. Uh, their son, uh, who also was implicated in, the, in a killing involving voting while intoxicated uh, and uh, and so uh, this certainly, this video, yes, was was sort of a linchpin, I think, for the investigators. Uh, that's when everything seemed to turn around, and that's when Alec Murdaugh's life really, you know, spiraled even further out of control. And he went on the 
he went into drug treatment, and then he went on the lamb, and this, that, and the other thing. It, it just, uh, it, it, it was really sort of a focal point, I think. Yep, agreed there. All right, Eben Brown, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning on 106.3 WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So yesterday, Nikki Haley began her campaign for vice president because she ain't running for president. You know what impressed me the most about her speech? That she was actually able to speak that long without promising to do anything or really saying anything at all. And look, she's walking a really tight line. Nikki Haley made a really big mistake early on. And that's this. Politicians operate off turfs. For instance, AOC... Nancy Pelosi, they don't have the same fundraising base. They're both Democrats, but they have different donors. And those different groups of donors will go in. AOC's donors are good for Bernie and, you know, all of that. It's the same in the Republican Party. And those two bases have been at war with each other. One is the Trump donor base, um, which donates to Trump, but is donated to other conservatives as well. And then the Bush base. So early on, Nikki Haley tied herself to the Bush donating base. And that is why yesterday... It was as if we were in a time warp. It sounded just like she was in 1992. Giving, a, I, I, they, they must have brought on a Bush speechwriter. It was eerie. Because she came out, as those donors would expect her to do, and in the first 30 seconds capitulated to the left. There are two values with the Bush fundraising cabal. The number one value is open borders. We have no borders. We have no sovereignty. That is number one. Everybody who wants to come can. Okay. Number two value. We never cause division. We always 
commit to going down hard. Give them the country. Just do not fight in a way that's embarrassing. You want to hear her capitulate? You got to speak politics like I do. She doesn't make it 30 seconds before she promises. What would be the first thing you'd promise right now? So many things you could promise to fight for, right? The First Amendment's under attack. No, what does she promise to do first? She will not be divisive. She will not be divisive. I have always had a deep belief in America. But I know America is better than all the division and distractions that we have today. We're ready. Ready to move past the stale ideas and faded names of the past. And we are more than ready for a new generation to lead us into the future. Yeah, I can't take anymore. I'm sorry. So she manages within 20 seconds to slam Trump supporters. Manages to do that within 20 seconds. What is the first thing out of her mouth? I promise not to be divisive. Who is she speaking? She's not talking to you. She knows you're not going to elect her. She's talking to the Bush donor base. And what they're hoping to do with her is attach either her or Tim Scott to the eventual nominee in the way that they did with Mike Pence, who is very much a globalist, a big amnesty, open border supporter. People forget that about Pence. He's one of them. And they were able to surgically attach him to Trump as an odd to them. That's what she's there for. Um, and, and that's what she's doing. So her entire speech was, I'm a minority. I won't embarrass you. I won't be divisive. Okay. You cannot run for office as a Republican. No matter what you say. I mean, look at Ron DeSantis, for example. He's the most soft-spoken, polite guy. He's incredibly divisive. So when she says to me, and he's divisive just because he fights them. When she's saying, and she's from the Bush cabal, I'm not going to I'm, I'm be divisive. What she's saying is, I promise not to fight. I will, I will not embarrass you by fighting. I will go quietly into that dark night. And my hair will look good as I go. She's not serious. She's, she's, she's not serious. It was incredibly telling that she couldn't get a conservative to stand by her side. The only one she had from this state was Ralph Norman. A lot of people texted me, Why is, what's Ralph doing? We love Ralph. Oh, Ralph's trying to save his political height. I saw, I saw this when I th- saw he was endorsing her. I knew exactly what he was doing. Remember how we got Ralph Norman over the finish line? Because he was besieged. They spent The Bush cabal that backs Nikki Haley spent $700,000 trying to take him out in the primary. And I am still convinced to this day you got him elected because it was a very tight primary. And remember, we had the opponent that the Bush cabal was backing, a big open borders guy. And I tried very hard in my interview with him to get him to tell me that, you know, to, to get him to tell me that he would vote against amnesty. Couldn't do it. Because he intended to open the borders. That's who they wanted, right? Well, we pushed Ralph Norman over the, over, over the finish line. So he knows what it's like to have $700,000 in nasty open borders Bush money against him. And I told you, what it's just been a couple of weeks since Ralph Norman fell on his sword again heroically fighting Kevin McCarthy, another one of the Bush uh, cabal's appendages. And he did it for the most noble of reasons. We're going broke and Kev doesn't get it. We can't keep doing this. But they don't forgive you for that. And I said, he is going to pay terribly in the primary. They're going to primary him, these Bush people. They got, they got no names. Nobody can say, they can't even, they can't run a Cheney, they can't run a Bush anymore. 
I mean, P. Bush runs statewide uh, with the Bush name in Texas and gets curb stomped by Ken Paxton despite uh, outspending him six to one. People hate Bushes. They can't stand Cheney's. They know what these people are. So Nikki Haley and Tim Scott are their next generation to go try to fool you into electing one of those. It's not going to work. And that's why Nikki Haley said nothing yesterday. But what's going to happen to Ralph Norman is they're going to come for him in that primary. So what they did is trade. They said to Ralph Norman, okay, you, or he said it to them. I don't know which way it went. You support Nikki because we need some conservative who will stand on a stage with her. And we won't drop another $700,000 in that primary against you. That's what Ralph Norman's doing. He's getting them off his back. This is the price he had to pay to stand up for you um, and slow down Kevin McCarthy's, you know, uh, ascension to the speakership and it was worth it it was worth it because kevin mccarthy had to make a lot of promises um and the and the most important thing we got is one person uh can call for a vote to have him removed as speaker that's going to keep a tight leash on him but this is ralph norman trying to survive politically because they will do him in so he traded that he traded that endorsement she needed a conservative she couldn't find one that they didn't buy and she's being widely panned i mean you have town hall making fun of her this morning comparing her to kamala harris um, the only people excited about this that I could tell are Fox News. So who's the real Nikki Haley? When she has a chance to come before you and speak, she goes after you. This is her State of the Union rebuttal. Never forget it. Obama had just trashed the Republican Party as a bunch of racist, angry voices. We were hateful and angry and racist because we supported Trump. He was, um, you know, ascended then. But I just want to be clear here that when you were talking about Wait, sorry, here's, uh, I have the the wrong, here it is. I think we're seeing it across the country. But yes, Mr. Trump has definitely contributed to what I think is just irresponsible talk. Some people. And who are the angriest voices from your speech, Nikki? But I just want to be clear here that when you were talking about those loudest voices, those angriest voices, in that context, you were referring to Donald Trump, correct? He was one of them, yes. He was one. There's other people in the media. There's people in my state. I think we're seeing it across the country. But yes, Mr. Trump has definitely contributed to what I think is just irresponsible talk. Right. So you are the angriest voices. You are racist. You're horrible. So what is she doing? She's rebuking you in the first 30 seconds. I will not be divisive. I will do whatever the left wants. That's what she's talking about. There'll be no division with me because I won't fight. But my hair will look good as I go down hard and let them pound me into the pavement. That's Nikki Haley for you. That's where she is. If she was serious about um, fighting for what little is left of the country, what would she have sounded like? Let me play you the contrast. Because that speech was full of nothing but air. She would have sounded something like this. Here's Sarah Huckabee Sanders, State of the Union speech uh, rebuttal and while you reap the consequences of their failures the biden administration seems more interested in woke fantasies than the hard reality americans face every day most americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace but we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight Every day we are told we must partake in their rituals, salute their flags, and worship their false idols. All while big government colludes with big tech to strip away the most American thing there is, your freedom of speech. That's not normal. It's crazy. 
and it's wrong. Make no mistake, Republicans will not surrender this fight. We will leave with courage. So that's what she would have sounded like if she was one of us. She's not. Um, and uh, look, Jimmy, look right here. Headline, Matt Getz, Nikki Haley opposed combating big tech tyranny. This is who she is. I mean, you got to realize where the Bushes are now and where this fund machine raising machine is now. I mean, do you remember in December, Barack Obama announced his symposium to advocate uh, for censorship of disinformation, and his was on a Tuesday, and George W. Bush's symposium to advocate for censorship of his own party um, for supposed disinformation was on a Wednesday. So literally, if that's your fundraising base, these people, you cannot say, and there's nothing she could say. And so she didn't say anything, because she can't say anything. Um, so all she could do was promise not to be divisive and hope that you liked her hair. I personally thought her hair looked really good yesterday. It didn't look so good in the follow-up interviews. Her hair was great. The rest of it, I'm throwing out to baby with the bathwater. Um, but that's who she is. That's what she's doing. And poor Ralph Norman. I'm so sorry you had to do that, honey. I just wanted to drive by in an Uber and pick you up and take you home and give you a hug. But hey, at least they can't attack you in the primary now. So that's good. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Yeah, that one's lived on through the ages because it didn't fly very well. And when the elites say things like that, cake and circuses, you know the drill. It never ends well for the poors. So get a load of this in the Wall Street Journal. I knew exactly what it was when I saw it. This is an actual headline. I am not making this up. This is not the Babylon Bee. Headline, Wall Street Journal. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Wow! Why didn't I think of that? And why should I skip breakfast? Well, according to the Wall Street Journal, you got to see it's on the Wall Street Journal. The editorial page leans a little to the right. But the main, you know, everybody else is kind of left-leaning like the newsroom, like every other publication. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. According to this genius, because Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine or something, <laughs> we have inflation. You know what's weird about that? They don't have this inflation in Mexico. You would think Vladimir Putin's invasion would cause this inflation to be in Mexico, yet Americans are driving to Mexico to get eggs. So much so that the Border Patrol, uh, Customs Border Patrol, had to warn Americans to stop it, to knock it off, because the fines are up to like $10,000 for black market egg dealing. So they're going to Mexico and risking their lives to get eggs to bring them back, because they're so much cheaper there. So it's weird. It's weird that Vladimir Putin's war and all did not cause eggs to go through the roof in Mexico. It's weird that the bird flu didn't seem to hit those eggs there either. It's all very strange. Anyway, um, they're saying, look, just people just can't afford breakfast anymore. It's like, don't eat it. 
He should have thrown in have cake too. These are the people who want you to know that the economy is just rip-roaring and the biggest problem that we have is there's too many jobs, except there aren't any jobs. Now, if you want to know now what the real job situation is, you have to read the reports from the Philadelphia Fed. They're the only ones telling the truth anymore. And they keep saying every month, every quarter, oh, but yeah, the federal government's lying. Yeah, we didn't create a million jobs. It was actually only 10,000. Oh, 10,000 a month? That'd be bad. No, 10,000 total. Total? Yeah. 10,000 total in the second quarter of 2022. About 21,000 for the last nine months. Okay, that's a jobs apocalypse. But seeing the Wall Street Journal, like, no, there's so many jobs. They might be fake, but there's so many of them. But also, since you're so poor now, don't eat breakfast. You got to love these people. How they want to simultaneously occupy two realities. This is one of those signs, folks. This is the do, uh, let them eat cake moment. And what they're saying is, well, listen to breakfast food. It's so expensive in this country. Just don't eat it. Oh, okay, cool. So here's what I want to know. Do I make the calories up at lunch? Or no, I just, I just go without those calories so that my government can print money. There, did I say that out loud? Yeah, because that's why everything costs so much money so my government can print money. It's the inflation. And that is caused by printing money. And the people at the Wall Street Journal know that. So here, let me fix the, let me fix the headline. Let's do an honest one. How, how about this? To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast so your government can print more money. How much money are we going to have to print? It's a lot, it turns out. See, the thing about that Social Security is it was supposed to be a lockbox. They're supposed to, like, save that money and then pay it back to you, except they didn't. They raided it, and then they ran out of it, so now they're just printing, and now they have to rely on printing to pay you back the money they stole from you. This is what Biden won't tell you when he says the Republicans want to eliminate your Social Security. I'm like, what Social Security? You morons spent it. So we just got this new report from the CBO, and you think breakfast is expensive now? Oh, you wait. You're going to have to skip lunch, too. You know what they're forecasting? Congressional Budget Office? Just to meet our obligations over the next decade, we are going to have to borrow or print, or borrow and print is more likely, Two trillion, not billion, trillion dollars a year for the next decade. Okay, for those of you on Common Core Math, that's $20 trillion more. We're already at $31 trillion in debt. So this is a problem. I mean, this is, you can't just, well, they can print it, but I, I'm telling you, you're going to have to skip breakfast and half of lunch to make that work. Probably while the Wall Street Journal tells you the economy is roaring and there's lots of jobs even though we are living through a jobs apocalypse, right? There are a few jobs left as chairman um, of the Federal Reserve uh, admitted, but most of them are in the service industry and they're so lowly paid, they're just going to bring the illegals in to do them anyway. So this is the rea- the actual reality in the Wall Street Journal. They, they literally, with a straight face, will simultaneously tell you the economy is worrying. We just can't figure out how to slow it down. Oh, and also skip breakfast because you probably can't afford it. There's no way both those things are true. And again... Human history tells us when the elites say eat cake or skip breakfast, it does not end well. It does not. So that's one of those signs that we can all see. One of the rare glimpses where the financial elite 
admit the actual situation in the country. Joe Biden, not one of those. He assured us earlier this week that food prices at the grocery store are in fact coming down. The good news is that inflation in America has continued to come down. It's fallen seven straight months, more to go. Food prices at the grocery store are coming down. So I'd love to know, what will you do for your country to help your government to print more? What meal will you skip? What are you going to give up? Because we all have to do our part. I mean, look, those Ukrainian government finance ministers and ministers, they spent $100 billion before Zelensky fired them. They got mansions all over the place to fly in their relatives off on expensive vacation. I mean, $100 billion is a lot of money. And they stole it. So we're going to have to print more. What will you give up to make that happen for the Ukrainian finance ministers and everybody else they're pumping money into? I think breakfast and maybe half of lunch isn't too much to ask. I mean, if you walked around late, people are, people are overweight in this country. They could, they could stand to lose some weight anyway. So quit your complaining. Or, you know, maybe you could just cut out the stuff that's had double-digit inflation or that the USDA is predicting will have double-digit inflation this year. So all you have to cut out is eggs, sugar, flour, fat, what was the other one? Egg, sugar, flour, fats, and cooking oils. I've forgotten one. Darn it, I hate when that happens. But yeah, just give that stuff up, and you can eat whatever's left, and you'll be fine. So basically, you're going to be eating dried food and dried fruit and like maybe air, but you could probably stand to lose a few pounds. All right, so jumping on the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line to see how everyone is doing. Texter writes, I mean, you know, skipping breakfast and all. You know, somehow you got to love the Wall Street Journal. Actual headline, I'm still not over this. Actual headline in the Wall Street Journal from the elites. To save money, you maybe you should skip breakfast. And they go on to say, well, you know, because Putin invaded Ukraine and all. Uh, that caused uh, inflation. And now people can't afford breakfast. And the most expensive foods are breakfast foods. So just don't eat breakfast. It'll be fine. The Wall Street Journal, by the way, also says the economy is on such fire and people are doing so well that we need to hike interest rates again. How could both things be true? Anyway, texture rates here. I went to our Walmart in Boiling Springs, 36 count large eggs. I paid $9.62 and the eggs were puny. Texture rates here. I look at it like a family of four and pizza night. We each get two slices, but now the government shows up and takes us life. Slice. So wife and I cut a slice in half and share that. Now the government wants another slice. You get the picture. Yeah, it's a plan. It's 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 a problem. Um, look, here's how I would explain where our country is right now. Should, this should be like let me let me boil the numbers. Suppose there's a family of four, right? And the breadwinners bring home forty four thousand dollars a year. This is exactly our government situation. People don't relate to big debt numbers and big and big printing numbers. Okay, suppose family of four making 44K a year, but they're spending $58,000 a year, and every year the credit 
the interest accrues, right? It's a problem. Meanwhile, in addition to that mess on those credit cards, um, they also, in 10 years, have another obligation of a million dollars to be paid. But the $44,000, the equivalent of it, never changes. So they go on spending the 58, knowing full well at the end of the decade they will have had to pay the million. That's where we are. And so that's why we're printing like we are and why we have the inflation we do and why it's not going anywhere, according to the USDA. Uh, food inflation is going to run 7 to uh, 10% this year, no matter what Joe Biden says or how many times he lies about it or what the Wall Street Journal says. So that's where we are. Texter writes, I already skipped breakfast and lunch so my wife and I can eat supper together. <coughs> Excuse me. She's totally disabled, rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, pacemaker, and so on. After 33 years together, this is the least I can do. It's not for the government. It's for her. Only her. Well, that's so sweet, sir. Is it because you can't afford to eat those other meals? God, I hope not. Texture writes, hey, Tira, we're raising eight hens for eggs and we'll provide for my six-year-old. The rest, um, they can go stick it where the Lord split it. Yeah, well, that probably just got you on a list, sir. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 